Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, it was. That, that was uh, that's probably the hardest loss to stomach out of the three losses that the Reds have had so far this season. This is episode 73 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Benton and Rich Howe, and we are giving you instant live reaction to the Preds as they just lost 3-1 to to the New York Rangers. They did get to the win column for the first time this season since our last episode, which was episode 72, but still... It's so hard to think about that right now because that was a very difficult loss for the Preds just took on the chin. On the chin, a game full of twists and turns and momentum swings and a lot of emotion. A lot of emotion, a lot of um, a lot of fisticuffs, a lot of scrums, a lot of uh, a lot of bad blood. Everything. Kind of felt like Kind of felt like you were watching two teams that are hated division rivals. Yeah, but, I think any any team Ryan Reeves is on is going to cause. Well, that's that's gonna, true. But this was be, like this is the first this is the first time these two teams played each other since December of 2019, and yet and yet these two teams clearly from right out of the start, pretty much clearly did not like each other and were getting testy with each other very, very early on. So we're going to fully break down this game. Again, the Preds lose 3-1 to one to the New York Rangers to wrap up their four-game homestand to open up the 2021 season, 2021-22 season. So they're now 1-3-0 and on this very young season. Um, let's go ahead and be really thankful they got that win over the Kings on Tuesday because... I mean, oh, yeah. 0 and 4 and 1 and 3 feel very different. Just just ask a Montreal Canadiens fan right now yeah. how it feels to not have a win right now. I think John Hines is the one who's fortunate that they got the one win. <laughs> yes, this is uh well, it's not gonna take long at all for no. his no. seat to get even hotter than it's already honestly, his seat was hot since day one. Let's it was. be honest. Yeah, but it's I mean, gonna get like it's gonna get so hot that it's I mean, forget yeah. about it. So it's gonna happen yeah. quick. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. Hopefully. Here's what we got in store for you. In terms of episode 73 presented by DraftKings and part of Hockey Podcast Network, of course we're going to fully break down this game. A lot of really big key things happen in this game that we really got to hit. We're going to briefly go back to the Kings game and kind of talk about that game as well. But also, we're going to debut our brand new weekly Thursday segment called Battle for the Central. It's going to be our... Central Division Power Rankings, every Thursday we will update them. We're going to go through each team, talk about what's changed, who's sticking out, where the Preds fit in all this. We're going to we're gonna debut mm-hmm. that tonight. We kind of had, had a preseason Power Rankings a few episodes ago, so we'll kind of revisit what we did there. 
But yeah, this is good. This is going to be a brand new edition. We're going to do it every Thursday during the season for Catfish and Ice. So that, we got that coming up. We're also going to check. We're also going to check in on some former Preds who were on the team last year or maybe on the team this season before that. See how they're doing. Check in on them. Uh, I know we got Ryan Ellis. We just saw Victor Arvidsson. We're going to check in and see how they're doing this season so far. I know. I know Rich has a few players uh, written down that he's going to get us caught up on. So let's get into it. Press lose three to one. Mm. What a game. Yeah, what it a was game. a good hockey game. A goaltender battle. Yeah, if you're, a, if you're a hockey game fan and not a fan of these two teams, it was a really good game. Very, um, very true. If you didn't have a dog in this fight, then yeah. you were loving this. And I still very really enjoyed the game. It really sucks to come out on the losing end. But that was a very entertaining mm-hmm. hockey, hockey game for it sure. And I'm not going to mess up this name. But Igor Shesterkin, oh, did I get it right? Oh, I think it's Shesterkin. Is it Shesterkin? <laughs> I think it's Shesterkin. But is it Shesterkin? You could be right. I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I it's can on. do that. Okay. All right. There it is. All right. Chad said Chad two hats. out that if he um, mispronounced Shesterkin's name. He was going to put on a hat. I'm telling you, it's such it. a hard name for me to pronounce. I don't know why. It, it's not, it's but tough. for some people, it's probably not that hard to pronounce. For me, it is, and I practice this name. Hey, man, I had a hard time. Shesterkin. 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 Wow. Like, like, yeah, Shesterkin. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, All I right. couldn't even say cunning. So I mean, we're gonna fact check you on that. But I'm wearing the I'm wearing the extra hat. I'm a little like an idiot yeah. on the live stream the rest of the night, but it's okay. All right. I could be wrong. Uh, well, I, the hat's already on. The damage is right. done. So here yeah. we go. It's, I swear I'm not trying to start a new fashion trend here. I am always well behind the times when it comes to fashion trends. This is uh, purely because pronouncing some of these last names for these hockey players is like a second job. Man, and so you 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 should you should up. get you should get to take the hat off because you could say Igor Afanasyev really well. What that for some reason? On. But for some reason that name is not that hard to pronounce. That's I weird. cannot get this other name right. All yeah. right, so All right. Let, let's get into We're these there. numbers here. The first period, I mean, you want to talk about putting yourself in a hole early on? Oh yeah. I mean. We don't see this very often. We don't see it very often, but it just goes to show you that UC Soros is, in fact, human. human he has yeah. a pulse. He bleeds just like we all do. Not He's a, a normal person. He uh, <laughs> goes to sleep every night like we do. He eats normal meals. He does all these things. And guess what? He also is occasionally going to give up a quote-unquote soft goal. Yeah. And that's what happened. The Rangers score on their first shot on net. Less than I want to say less than three minutes into the game, I believe and it was just right. like it was like bam, just like that. And you're like, Reds uh, are down. Yeah, one to nothing. Just so, mm. you know, when it, when you're talking about a team like the Preds, they they have such a razor thin margin for error, and when you are mm-hmm. down one nothing so early in the game, it just really it really puts and, you in a tough spot. And that that razor thin margin of error. Come back the bit. To All right, I'm taking this ridiculous thing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. I, I wore it for a little bit to look like an idiot, but I'm taking. You said off. you said Afanasyev, and you got cunning right before everybody else, so you're good. And I got my creepy little Roman Yossi bobblehead also staring at me. Mm. He had no, he had an okay game, but um, but yeah. So, but here's here's what I really like. I'm gonna pull the positives out of this game as well. The Preds really did 
settle in and play their game plan very much like they did against the Kings and very much like they did even against the Hurricanes. They It seemed like they were building off that. They didn't let that snowball into right. two or three goals after starting off one down one nothing. They kept battling. They kept grinding. Absolutely. And eventually, Philip Tomasino got oh, his man. first career NHL goal and – was so it a beaut? This wasn't like a cheap goal. This wasn't a oh lucky goal. He got a lucky bounce. It it kind of deflected up. It was a deflection goal, but he it was a product of Tomasino not giving up on a play. Not giving up, absolutely. And that's yeah. what veteran normally that's something that like a veteran player, a really good veteran player knows to do. But to see a player in his second career game, and he's such a young NHL rookie at that. Yeah. For him to just have have the wherewithal to mm-hmm. to be behind the net and throw the puck at the net from where he was at at that weird angle, it ends up being a goal, and that's what it took tonight to get a goal. Unfortunately, because yeah. and it was it was cool when he did get or during the in intermission, uh, Kara Hammer went and talked to his parents up in the stands. That was that's cool. I, I love that. I'm so glad. That uh, that he got that goal and his mom and dad were there to watch it, so that's pretty. Tanner Jano's Tanner Jano's parents were there as well. You love you love seeing you love seeing that you really do. And face on these guys. (laughs) And I kept I kept thinking that the Preds were going to get that go ahead goal, like they were they were controlling the zone. The Rangers weren't getting much in in terms like especially in that second period. I felt like the Preds were really taking control, and really where it flipped. For me, where I was like, the Preds can actually fully take control of this game and win this game. They can maybe even win it by multiple goals. I was feeling really strongly. I felt like eventually the puck was going to bounce their way. And where it really changed for me was that five-on-three penalty kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you get a five on three penalty kill. Well, let me and you, and you, you pull it off. I'm just gonna say it right now. I I, I'm gonna say it right now. I get it. The Preds are gonna be this. This a this team that's going to play really emotional, emotionally charged. They're going to get in a lot of fights, a lot of scrums. They're going to they're going to go for these really big hits, and that's just going to be their identity. And I love that they already have that identity figured out this early in the season. Ryan yeah. Johansson talked about that in a, in an interview after the Hurricanes game about how this team already seems to have an identity this early in the season, which is great. But it's also going to lead to these situations where you're going to have to really step up and get these really big clutch penalty kills. And the situation here was Matt Benning, who we know is a rough style player. He is. He takes a he he put he lays out a really big hit on the boards, and the only reason that it was called a penalty was because he did go a little high. Oh. It could have been a very dangerous hit. He, I don't think he meant to. I don't think it was malicious in the sense that he was going for the head. I think it was just a bang-bang play, and he did get up high, and it was a fair mm. penalty. But then he also proceeds to grab another Rangers player who was coming in in, in retaliation and got like three or four uppercuts on this guy. There you go. I mean, Benning was like not taking anything, but in the end it did lead to a uh, – they were already on the penalty kill to begin with. So that led to the five-on-three. UC Soros played a big role, made some big saves on that five-on-three kill. But I want to give a lot of credit to these three penalty killers on that sequence. Colton Sissons, who we yep. know is a good penalty killer. Uh, 
And then you also had on there uh, Alex Carrier, and you also had on there Dante Fabro. They yep. played a big role on that penalty kill. kill that. Yeah. To keep it from going to two nothing Rangers, and then eventually uh, Tomasino gets that uh gets the gets the equalizer, and and the Preds are playing with momentum there. Yeah. Uh, back to Benning real quick, so you can see why that he is playing the way he's playing because he knows there's a few guys who are gunning for his spot. Oh yeah. Um, so I think you're going to see him and even Borowiecki, um just ramp up their games a lot. And truthfully, the way they've been playing the past two games. I have a, I have a hard time imagining that they're going to get uh, scratched again. I mean, they're they're both playing really well, so they're playing pretty well. They are. I, I still think there's room for improvement in this well, area. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Fleet Myers, Fleet Myers. I'm kind of. I mean, he's he was scratched again tonight, which is just odd to me. I still feel like he should be in the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it just it's it's it just you kept thinking like. The Preds are going to get this lead. They're going to take the lead. Saros was settling in. And then what do you know? Um, poor Dante Fabro is once again in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the puck deflects off him. But – But, fortunately. But, but what a challenge yes. by the Preds coaching staff. Absolutely. And they challenge the offsides and – Dante Fabro gets a little bailed out. That actually would have been bad luck on Fabro. I don't think it was anything Fabro oh, was no. doing wrong there, but that would have been horrible luck because he was already the victim of that once where he was mm-hmm. in the first game where he was screening sorrows. This wouldn't have been that same case, but mm-hmm. uh, but they make a really good challenge. But in the end, here's what really started burning the Preds. They got burned on these counterattacks, and the Rangers were showing yeah, off really their good. speed. The Rangers, their speed – was it's not that the Rangers were setting things up. It was that they were counterattacking. Anytime the yep. Preds would have this really good offensive shift where they uh, got pucks on the net, you mm-hmm. thought they were going to score, the Rangers would break back out quick and get these two-on-ones and test Soros. And eventually they make some really good passes. And oh, uh, Lafreniere, Alexi La- Lafreniere gets, gets that goal. And Sammy Blaze, yeah. Um, and that, that was, was a beautiful I mean, goal. I hated really it, good passing, obviously. really good passing. It was. It was gorgeous, though. I mean, it was a really pretty goal. Like, if you're not a Preds fan, you probably really enjoyed that a lot. But, um, yeah, just, you know, <laughs> well, there's really nothing Saros could do about it. So, you know, it kind of is. And, and, what it and is. Going, going back to Philip Tomasino, because uh, I really do want to focus on this because it's a big deal. Not only did he score that goal, he could have easily scored two goals. He could have mm-hmm. easily had a couple assists in this game. He was – so involved in a lot of what the Preds produced offensively tonight. He mm-hmm. made the most of his ice time, and uh, he ends up with only 13 minutes of ice time, 13 and a half minutes of ice time. But all 13 and a half of those minutes were very, very efficient offensive hockey. Yes. And Such an impressive game by him. And if Tomasino, uh, I say if he gets in one more game and has another good game, whether they win or lose – you're going to be hard pressed to see Rocco Grimaldi ever again. <laughs> oh, that's very true. Unfortunately, that's very true. Um, yeah, I think I, mean, I think if the, he, the, he, the momentum and like the um, the confidence getting your goal and just the way and it's going to keep building. Right. I already feel yeah, like he has absolutely. enormous for being in his second career game. He already has enormous confidence, but that yeah. confidence is going to keep building. He also I wanted. Agree. I mean, and he impacted it in many ways. He won in the faceoff circle tonight. 
He had five shots on goal. He had a he had a couple opportunities where he could have gotten an assist as well. Mm-hmm. He he hit a post. Like I mean, mm-hmm. he was all over it. He was playing yep. so smart. He looked very confident out there. I mean, he is settling in so quickly for being in his second NHL game. So that is a major, major positive to take out of this game, even though the Preds did suffer their third loss. They're now 1-3-0 and oh mm. on the season. Uh, they've had a really – I've been saying this. This October schedule has been really, it's really tough. difficult. It is it's very, very tough. Just looking at it on paper. Just looking at it on paper. It's been a very, very tough opening schedule. Doesn't get any easier because now they finally are going to go. Now they're finally going on the road for the first time this season. They're playing at Winnipeg. And even though I know Winnipeg hasn't looked that good so far this year, that is a very difficult place to play. Well, they finally won. They 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 hadn't won well, they hadn't won a game, but they finally won won a game tonight. I think it was that is a very difficult place to play in. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg's got a great home ice advantage. And then then they got to play Minnesota, who Minnesota is just ripping people apart right and now. I don't undefeated. like <laughs> I don't like the press chances in that game at all. We'll yeah. see if they can steal one against Winnipeg, but I mean it's just it's not going to get any easier. And then they got to play the Islanders after that. They or San Jose, they come back at home. Which San Jose's been playing a little better as well, and then and then they play, and then they play the Islanders, and they get they get Barry Trotz. So I mean, it's just not going to get any easier. I did look ahead to November. In November, I do see a lot more winnable games and games where I feel like the Preds are going to be evenly matched with their opponent. But they gotta they gotta survive these next four or five games yeah. and avoid falling to one and seven or. I mean, it's just – it's looking that realistic right now. Yeah, I say if they – I don't know what the cutoff's going to be before Hines starts getting, like you said, in the hot seat. But, like – I just don't you know. know. I, I, I just don't they, – they keep the they keep that stuff so hush-hush. I mean, you just oh, never absolutely. know. I mean, I mean, Peter Laviolette's seat was super hot when he got fired, but it no was. one expected it to happen in the middle of the season. No, you're right. And but, I would, and I would once again be very shocked if Hines gets fired during this season. No matter how bad it gets, I would be very surprised. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could. Yeah, I don't know. It's just you know how it goes. Like the fans are are mad, and like Poyle's you know. pro- Poyle's proven over his career that he's very loyal to head coaches. John yeah. Hines is only the third head coach in franchise history. It's true. So I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But um, yeah. and especially firing him mid season during during his first full season as head coach, normal season. Also, yeah. and wouldn't Poyle look kind of bad firing a head coach midseason when he already pretty much said this is a competitive rebuild? I mean, uh, that would be that would be a little hypocritical if you ask me. You can't call it a rebuild and then and then say, oh, but we're also gonna fire the head coach if right. things go poorly. Like I feel like those yeah. things are don't really go hand in hand. But uh it, that's gonna be a story bad. for another day. Yeah, it would look bad, but you know Fans would probably love it. Oh, the fans! Mo- most of the fans would would love it. Yeah, and then you so, get Carl, t- and then you get Carl Taylor up here. Oh, they'd really love that, man. That they that know. would re-energize this fan base. That would re-energize yeah. this oh, fan base. Absolutely. So, like, I have an unpopular, probably opinion. Like, I know they lost and they've only won the one game, but man, they're playing. They're playing really good. You know what I mean? Like. I can I can handle a loss a little bit better when they're playing like they did tonight and against like had they not won against Los Angeles because they look they look good they're they're playing like they should you know they just can't can't finish games and that's that's the bad part well like, all, I mean, nobody, all, all three lo- count one yes you know all, I mean? all three losses 
they were very much in the mix to win the game very, very late. Very, very late. Yeah. And I know that I know that for fans who are already fed up with this team and they don't want to hear that. And I get it. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to even try to persuade those fans because, because they're already, they've got four years of built up, pent up rage mm-hmm. from being on the high on the mountaintop of a Stanley cup birth. And so I, I totally get it. It's, it's just being built up and built up and they don't, they don't want to hear any excuses. They don't mm-hmm. want to hear anything about moral, moral, you know, moral victories. They don't want to hear none of that. And I get it. But the fact of the matter is, they were a, they were in in it in all three losses, and yep. you're talking about you're talking about a team that already had very low preseason expectations from yep. from even people like us who are trying oh. we try to be objective, but we love the Preds, but we're very objective yep. here. And yep. even we even we said that the ceiling for this Preds team is maybe mm-hmm. doing what they did last year and sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah. And it's looking like that again, or worse, or worse. If they don't turn something around, man. I don't know. It's like when but, when they get in the situation, like toward the end of the game, like who's their go to person that you? Let's want talk about this. Hey, yeah. we're 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 being glass half full here, and then yeah. I, well, we'll go back to your go to person questions. Yeah. That's actually a really good question. But yeah. I want to I want to put up a little bit more positive energy here after taking this loss. I'm going to throw some more positive energy into the universe. All right. And hopefully, Preds social media, Preds Twitter, and Preds. I'm sure Preds Facebook's on fire right now. Oh, I don't sure. know if someone go check on Preds Facebook because I'm sure they're just. I'm sure they're setting everything on fire. It stays on fire. <laughs> like, it just, but uh, the flames go ebb and flow. Let me throw some more positive energy out there for some of these Preds fans who are uh, trying to hang on. Maybe you're listening to the podcast the next day. We really appreciate you if you uh, downloaded our yes, podcast episode much. on. Apple, Spotify, all those awesome podcast platforms. Or if you're watching the stream, either way, I'm going to give yep. you some posit- some more positive energy. Philip Tomasino, of course, got his first career goal. But let's talk about this. The Preds have now killed off their last 10 power plays. Yeah. There you they go. Gave, they gave up their first two power play goals against the Seattle Kraken in the first game. And since then, over the last three games – they have gone 10 out of 10 on the penalty kill. That's – I'll take it. And if you're – I've, I've, I've been beating this drum ever since I've known they were going to be this type of team. If you're going to play this physical brand of hockey, you better be good on the penalty kill. It seems as of now, over the last three games, I know, small sample size, but it seems as of now, they have corrected that issue and they're building on something, which will go a long way to finally getting them some wins. I agree. Yeah, it's good to see that they are doing that because we've had <clears throat> we've had it be horrible for so long. So, and I yeah, love their. Was- I really, I really like their penalty killing units oh, that yeah. they've got out there. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's it really feels like they've got something working for them when it comes to their penalty killing unit. Haven't they killed off like two five on threes already? I mean, that's really good. I mean, they they just like Carrier looks really good out there on the penalty mm-hmm. kill. I mean, he is inter- He is like dissecting plays to where he's just he did it a lot tonight against uh, um, he did it a lot tonight against the Rangers where he was just in the right spot where he was he was dissecting plays and intercepting those passes and quickly getting it out of the zone Uh, so I mean you love to see that that's going to take this team a long long way so Carrier's been getting look on looks on the penalty kill of course Colton Sissons has always been a really 
solid penalty killer. Mm -hmm. You're seeing Luke Cunning out there making perfect. Luke Cunning is the perfect type of player for your penalty kill. And so you're, you're seeing some good things. Of course, you see Soros. If you have a great goaltender, that could be the best penalty killer out there. And he has definitely stepped up to the occasion on these uh, penalty yeah. kills. Yeah. Another, honestly, another really strong game from him, spoiled. He yep. gave that, oh, he yeah. gave up, he, he, he showed he was human and gave up that one soft goal. But then he just completely locked in. And unfortunately, he was going up against another great guard, goaltender who was also. Uh, playing very, very locked in. And what's that goaltender's name, Rich? Bail me out. Shesterkin. <laughs> Shesterkin. Igor, Igor Shesterkin. Shesterkin. I'm going go. to gonna practice it. that for the next week. You I will actually practice. Up until whenever the Preds play the Rangers again, I will practice that religiously that there day. There you go. Yep. But uh, that, that that's another part <laughs> of hockey, right? You can play a great game. You can feel like yeah. you did everything you were supposed to do, and you run into a really – strong, hot goaltender, and that's what happened. And, again, I know Preds fans don't want to hear those excuses, but nope. it's, it's the truth. It's the it truth. It's absolutely the truth. Yeah, I mean, he's had – he's played well in all the games. I can only think of, like, two of the goals that he would want back off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's it sucks because he's, he's playing so well and he's doing his job and doing what he's supposed to do, and they just can't can't push over the hump, man. I don't know. It's just – they got to sure. figure out something. They got to figure and out speaking, something. And speaking, so speaking of speaking of goaltenders, we still we're still not exactly sure when David Riddick's going to be back. It's a it's a complete mystery because he's on that COVID protocol list, and we, they they just keep that stuff uh, hush hush, and they should because that's David Riddick's personal business. That's none of our business. Yeah, with COVID, all that that's nobody's business but his own. But whenever he does get activated, we don't really know when that's going to be. And you got a back to back coming up this weekend. I yeah, I I think we might see Connor Ingram. Like, I mean, it's a back to back. You know, usually those guys don't play in those. But if they feel, I guess, if Soros feels he can get rested up enough, maybe he'll be okay. But um, and Soros is and Soros has already played all four games. He's going to need a rest eventually. It's going to have yeah. to come this weekend, and we're going to see Connor Ingram make his okay. NHL debut. He's never started a game in the NHL, and if Riddick's not back in time, you got to give him a start. You got to give oh, him yeah. a chance, oh. and you got to live with the con. Just like we're living with the consequences of playing some of these young players, <laughs> you're going to have to live with the consequences of putting Ingram out there, and possibly he might have a rough first game. He might give up a couple really uh, uh, weak goals that cost the Preds another game. But that, hey, that is that is what happens when you play all these young players. It's part of it. You got to live with it. So would you Even, would you put Ingram in on uh, for Winnipeg or Minnesota? I, I would go ahead and put him in against Winnipeg. I think so. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and take your medicine and deal with it because <laughs> yeah. Minnesota is legit, and, and a lot of I'm people sure knew are. they were legit. It's not like Minnesota's taking anyone by surprise. No. Mm -mm. people knew they were good people already knew they were good so now we're about to get into it with our uh, battle for the central uh, power rankings we're about to get into it but minnesota is no joke and i would i don't think it would be fair to connor ingram to throw him in for his first nhl start against a caprice company just don't think that would be right (laughs) i agree so maybe we'll see him against winnipeg i do think that soros needs needs to get a break here yeah, and so 
you know, we're already on Thursday evening here. So yeah. so give, Sar- give Saros a two-day break here. Give him Friday. Give him Saturday. Let him get recharged, even though he's played really well through these four games. Let him yeah. get recharged, and let's give Ingram a chance against a struggling Winnipeg team who's not playing very well right now. This could be a good chance to give Ingram his first start if Riddick is, in fact, not matter. ready to go. Yeah. And, and honestly, and, and Kyle Perkins, who uh, joins us every Monday for Perks Picks, he Perks made a really good point as well. Even if Riddick is activated off the COVID list, we don't know what his or his energy level's at. It's going to take him time to get back into game shape. So it's looking very unlikely that Riddick's going to be ready to go and that Ingram is it. probably going to have to start this weekend. Yeah, if he has COVID, he might not even have COVID. They keep that. He might not too. So that's true. Um, that's another. We really don't. It's it's totally a mystery. It is. How many days has it been? When did they say? When was I Ingram think it was up? last Saturday when it was announced by Preds PR. If I remember the tweet correctly, I want to say it was. Yeah. This past Saturday mm. was when it was announced on their uh, on the Preds uh, yeah. PR Twitter. If if he doesn't actually have COVID, he might be getting to the end of his the. Um, quarantine or whatever but if he has it yeah i don't think you're gonna see him for a while he'll have to get back in shape so which i mean they could, it could it could in return be a good thing for for ingram to get his feet wet get his first start yeah. uh, and, and who knows i mean what do you do i mean this is going way ahead but what do you do if ingram goes out there and just puts on a show and, and gets a couple <laughs> starts under his belt then you're in another tough situation we haven't even gotten to see riddick yet but we'll we'll cross of- that we'll cross that bridge yeah. when we get to it yeah, we have a bunch of tough situations like that with who to play. So we really that, do. That it, would complicate it, I mean, things. Every game I say on this on tonight's episode of the Preds lineup blender, and I feel like it's gonna be like that for the rest. You can start your own Preds yeah. podcast just on their lineup. Yeah, because they <laughs> mentioned it on the uh on the during the game, Olivier is like getting ready to come back too. So which I, I actually would like to see him back in the lineup. I do too. Yeah, I do, but I do. then then who do you take out? That's still tough. So I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's just, you know, they got to find something. I don't know. They got to find something for sure. Um, Yeah. Let's let's go back to the Kings game real quick before we move on because we, we, uh, the Kings game did happen after our last episode. So we do want to touch on that. That was a very important game. The Preds played another complete game there. They played really well uh, against a team that I felt like was on their level, like on paper, two very evenly matched teams. Two teams with uh, you know similar preseason expectations, yep. and then of course we got Victor Arvidsson back. That game was also full of drama. It sure was, yeah. And um, how <laughs> mainly because of Victor Arvidsson. Victor and how being there. Yeah. And, and again, the Preds ran into a, a really good goal, uh, hot goaltender. I mean, Peterson was for LA was also having a really oh. strong game, and yeah. that ends up being a two to one Preds win. So. Uh, the Preds are having trouble scoring, which we felt like that was going to be the case going into They're the season. Absolutely. This isn't this isn't yep. a shocker at all. Mm-mm. No, this isn't surprising anymore. I, I want to go back to that Ryan Johansson interview after the Hurricanes game. He he didn't have he didn't have a filter at all. He said, "We know, quote, we're not going to be the the flashiest team or the highest skilled team." He didn't mince words about it. He said, "We're going to have to be the hardest working team." on the ice every game. We're going to have to be the team that no one wants to come in here and play because of the way, the style we play. And these last two games since uh, Johansson made that, made those, uh, made those quotes. That's exactly how the Preds have played. Yeah, they have. And there's 
we I, I mentioned it earlier, but like we want to talk about it now. Um, who do you give the puck to? Like, who's your go-to person? Yeah, they let's really get back don't to that. have yeah, they don't have that that type of person. Um, you would you would hope it well, would you, be like Forsberg. You would like, or, you would, I was gonna say you would like to think it's Forsberg. Honestly, you know, you know who I, I think it is right now? Who's that? Granland. Yeah. Oh man, you know, I don't I didn't get to watch like the first period, but like when I started watching, he was like diving to get the puck. He got like, he he so got good. he got he got two scoring chances completely robbed of yep. him. Yep, he did. Like um, I mean, he 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 should have. It it was highway robbery that he didn't end up with the goal tonight. Yeah, I and really and like so him. I I feel like if you're in those situations where late game situations where you have to put a line out there that's going to get you that last goal, I feel I feel most confident in the puck being on Grandlin's stick right now more so than Forsberg because I, I know. Too. Because I feel better about Grandlin's all-around game when it comes to getting other line mates involved, setting them mm-hmm. up, setting them up, his stick, his stick handling. Whereas Forsberg, I know Forsberg has uh, tallied some points. I know that he hasn't been completely inv- invisible out there, but I-, I just have a lot to be desired from Forsberg to open this season. Well, it feels like so. Just watching him play, like even tonight, and, and you're right, he does. I think he's got like four points. Um, he just it's like the other teams like have him figured out. Like they've scouted him and like they know what he's going to do. He just doesn't seem to be able to like. I, well, do that too. Like, I also feel can't. like he's. I, I feel like he's pressing. I feel like he's. I feel he's like trying he's too hard. Trying maybe. to do too much because he. He's human. He's human as well. They all are, and he's in a contract here, and you can't fault oh, him for the that's... fact that he's thinking in the into the future. <laughs> Hey, whether whether it's with the Preds or it's with somebody else, I better have a really really good season. Yeah, well, he, and hopefully, he, hopefully, he wants to do that for the right reasons, which is for the better good of the team. But right. he is still human, and he's also got to think about it from an individual standpoint here. You're and right. I mean, I don't think he's he yeah, like you said, he's put up some points, but he yeah, still sure. he has not stood out as a as the type of player he needs to be. Mm-mm, not at all. He hasn't. Like he would he be the, the person you would, you would de- like we said, you would definitely want to give, put the puck in his hands. So for, to answer your question, it's uh, for me, it's Michael Granlin. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I agree. And out of everybody on the team, he would be the one I would want to, to uh, take the shot, but. Or they he just, or, can't, they or, just can't finish, man. They just can't. Or if, or if he together. or if he does or if Granlin doesn't take the shot, I would like him to be in that situation to find the person who can take the shot. Absolutely. That's how I should put it. I will say for Forsberg, big milestone for him against LA on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Got his five yep. hundredth career game. Of course, all with the Preds. All he is the fourteenth skater, fourteenth skater in franchise history. To, to appear in at least that many games. So a yep. big milestone for him. It really speaks to his longevity. I know that when the, when Forsberg first got into onto the scene, even his rookie season, he played in all 82 games, which is just unheard of. Crazy. For a rookie to play no, in all 82 that. games, that's, that's pretty insane. Yeah. There was and another also, milestone uh, tonight real quick. Yes. Continue. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Mark Borvieski played in his 400th game tonight. So that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Happy for him. Happy to yep. see him healthy and back out there playing. Absolutely. I do think he's making a, a big difference out there as far as defensively speaking. Because you gotta look, you gotta look at it. The Preds have only given up three goals in the last two games, not counting the empty net goal. 
Because right. I don't count those. I don't count those. Yeah. They gave up two goals tonight, uh, not counting the empty netter to the Rangers, and then they gave up only one goal to the Kings on Tuesday. And I think Mark Borowiecki is playing somewhat of a part in that. I, uh-huh. He's a real. He's a really good. He's a really good checker. He's a really good shot blocker. He's a. He's a big body. He's smart. He knows where to be as a veteran. He's just yep. not going to bring you any offense, which it frustrates a lot of people, and that's why they would rather see a German da- Jeremy Davies or a David Ferentz out there in that in that spot. But if you're going yeah. with the players you got now, I will take Mark Borowiecki over Ben Harper any day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not even a question. And also another. Smaller milestone, but still a milestone. Tanner Janot got his first career game winning goal. Oh, yeah. In the Tuesday right. game. That's right. He sure did. Yeah, and Tanner Janot, uh, and speaking of tonight's game against the Rangers, I thought Tanner Janot looked really well out there again. He was a wrecking ball. He was, he, did, he didn't get the big highlight reel hit tonight, but he was like still out there. Very, he was still out there very much. Oh, my gosh. That, 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 that hit on Drew Doughty. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. He that's gonna that guy soul out. That's gonna haunt word. him. That's gonna haunt him for the rest of his career. Oh my gosh! Kyle, Kyle Perkins made a meme and it looked like. A oh comic my book. gosh! And it's it, hilarious. It, had, like, it said "pow" at the bottom, like yeah, like he hit him so hard. Oh well, man, there. So well, he had another one. He had another one. I would like to. Uh, La man gets. Uh, what was it? I gotta look up his Twitter now. Oh yeah, he had another one where he put. Uh, uh, Janelle's face on uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. I mean, and it's, uh, he, he Thomas just – tired of your BS. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle just, like he, – he, like, pumps these memes out like it's oh, coming man. off of an assembly line. And they're always so funny. I mean, so, I just yeah, can't get good. over, like, how he does this. I just pulled yeah. up the wrong – I just pulled up the wrong Kyle Perkins. How about that? He's got a, he's got a really good sense of humor, that's for sure. He is, he is just – so good at what he does, and he will be back next Monday for episode seventy-four. So stay tuned for that. He's also part of Renegades of Puck, so he is doing. He's doing. He does a lot of things. He stays busy. I've really got to find this meme real quick. But while we're looking for it, we're gonna we're gonna go up. We're gonna go to our next segment of Catfish and Ice again. The Preds lose three to one. This is episode seventy-three of Catfish and Ice. I'm starting to lose freaking track of these episodes. I'm gonna have to start like really right. making sure I had the number in front of me. But it's episode 73. Preds 73. are one and three. Got another. They, they're finally going on the road this weekend. So we'll get ready for that. Uh, let's get into our next segment of the episode. And that is our first, our debut of Battle for the Central. That's what we're calling battle our power rankings. And we're going to track the Battle for the Central every Thursday. We're going to reveal, we're, we're going <laughs> to reveal our top eight teams power ranking style. We're going to talk about who's who's really standing out, what happened the week before, where do the Preds fit in, are the Preds moving up, are they moving back, all that good stuff. And we're going to go ahead and give it give it to you right now. And, uh, Rich, how about you go ahead and lead us off? Well, first, let's go ahead and look at what we had for the preseason first. Yeah, I couldn't find mine. I'm a loser, and you, That's all you right. mentioned it earlier, and I was like – I have it written down here. I have it written down here. I don't remember. I don't remember your. I don't remember yours. But I'll go ahead and and tell the world what mine were. I do not remember mine. And to be quite frank, I mean, come on now. We're like ten days into the season, nine days into the season. So I mean, it's not going to be any dramatic changes. No one's going to overreact over four or five games. But we might have a little bit of a shift here. Here was my original preseason power rankings. I had the Colorado Avalanche like. 99.9% 99.9% of the world did. 
I had yep. the Colorado Avalanche at number one. I had the Winnipeg Jets at number two. I had the Minnesota Wild at number three. But I distinctly remember saying that the Wild and the Jets yeah, were very I much interchangeable for me. Yep. I had the Dallas Stars at number four. And I had our National Predators slotted in at number five. Yep. And then I had the St. Louis Blues at six. Yikes. <laughs> I feel like I'm really wrong about that one. Go ahead and burn, go ahead and burn me on that, people. Go no, ahead and come man. after me. I think I had them there too, though. And then Everybody I had the black. Did. I had the Blackhawks at seven, and I had the Coyotes at eight. Which, yes. again, about ninety nine point nine percent of the world also had the Coyotes at number eight. So that was my preseason rankings. That's true. Full disclosure. I remember that. So let's get into it, Rich. How about you give me your? Actually, let's go backwards. That's what let's I'm start. Let's say. start let's with the bottom. Backwards. We'll work our way to the top. I like that right. better this time. All right. So my number eight, big shocker, Arizona Coyotes. No way. No way. I know, right? Like, didn't, didn't the Coyotes – wait, 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 Rich. Didn't the Coyotes uh, get a point in one of their games? They, they did. Yes, they have an OT. They got, yes, they got a point, and you're not going to even be nice enough hey, to move them up a slot. I'm not. You are I'm such not. a mean person. I am a mean person. But guess what? I'm also mean because I also still have the Coyotes in a break. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So so we agree on that. So I, I think that's good. Um, yeah, I just I feel so bad for those guys. I, 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 I'm gonna be totally. I don't think I don't think you just feel that bad for them because honestly, I mean we're really not that far ahead of them. Is someone gonna feel sorry for us too? Then, yeah. So I made this uh, list earlier in the day. So now I'm not feeling too good about that. But um, so number seven, Chicago. I think that you know they're eventually gonna figure some stuff out, and they they're not gonna be at the bottom. Uh, they yeah, are right they, now though. They're not going to be as bad as the Coyotes. They're not going to be as bad as the Coyotes. I think they're going to figure some stuff out. Um, you know, they got a lot of a lot of money on their team, and they got a really good goaltender. And I feel bad. He's one I feel bad for. I know that Preds fans can't stay in Chicago, but I feel so bad for Mark Andre Fleury. Like he's in all this right. team that's horrible, and like like it's not a. We good are all right. So we're in full full agreement with our first two picks. All right, cool. I've also got Chicago at seven. So our first two picks have not changed from our preseason rankings. Yeah, Coyotes so, at eight, Blackhawks at seven. I've also got the Blackhawks at seven. Although I'm, ve- I was very tempted to put them at number eight. Yeah, I they mean, have looked, they have close. looked really, really, really bad. They are pretty bad, unfortunately. So, like I said, I made this list earlier in the day. Um, I have Winnipeg at well, number you, six. <laughs> no, you can go ahead and um, I mean, you can you can um, shift it. It's not set in stone. Yeah. I would probably put Nashville at six right now. Uh, just they just can't get anything going. Winnipeg will eventually uh, figure out their woes and, and get better, but I think Winnipeg's too talented. Honestly, I think they got too many goal. They they got too many really really good scoring players. They still got Connor Hellebuck and Net, mm-hmm. and I just think they got off to a little bit of a shaky start. But they've still got so many good players on their team that are just dangerous. I mean, right. Stastny, Ellers, you know, I mean, Shveshnikov, uh, Dubois, Kyle Connor. I mean, they're still pretty low. Yeah. I mean, they'll get it figured out, definitely. So did did you have – who did you have at number six? So I've actually got we're, – we're in full agreement. I've got the Preds at number six. I had them at number five yeah. before tonight's game. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I did too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Nashville at six. Winnipeg number five, so 
Who, who's your number four? I've got number – no, 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 no. I've got number five, Dallas. Oh, you have number five, Dallas. Awesome. Because wow. I re- I originally had hmm. Winnipeg at number two. I'm not going to drop Winnipeg all the way from number two to number five just because of nine days of games. Yeah. That's way too big of a drop over mm-hmm. that many games. So I've actually got Dallas at number five. Okay. Because even though Dallas has two wins, they haven't impressed me that much. Yeah. They really haven't. They 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 seem very ordinary to me. They seem very vanilla, very like, okay, they're gonna win some games. They're 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 almost painfully average to me. They don't yeah. stick out. Yeah, they got Braden Holtby, but I he doesn't he's not who he used to be. I feel like they're kind of their their bubble is kind of bursting and it might burst wide open this season when it comes to uh, them being a viable Western Conference contender. And they just they don't impress me. They're yeah. very they're very average to me. So I got yeah. the stars. I got the stars at number five, and I got okay. Winnipeg. I got Winnipeg at number four. I dropped Winnipeg back two spots from their preseason ranking oh, okay. after the way they've opened. But I still have a lot of faith in Winnipeg to still end up being a viable playoff contender. Yep. Well, I put um, Colorado at number four. Whoa. Um, yeah. Well. Wow. If you look at if you look at the standings right now, they're sixth. Yeah, but, but I don't buy that. It's way too early, they, including so, Nathan McKinnon. Exactly. So, you know, they'll climb up. They'll, they'll get back up there. But as of right now, that's where I'm going to leave them. You've got Colorado at number four. I've got Winnipeg number at number four. Number yeah. three is where I'm eating my words. They have proven me wrong. I still think it's very early in the season. But I, I, I was wrong so far about them. They have looked really, really good. They are 3-0. and They have a plus seven goal differential in those three wins. And that is the St. Louis Blues. My despise, I hate the St. Louis Blues almost as much as I hate <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks. They are, it, it's like a 1A and a 1B for me. But yep. I got to be objective here on Catfish and Ice. And the Blues have looked very, very good. And so I am sticking them at number three after having them at number six in my preseason ranking. So they, they get the biggest jump in my first edition of Battle for the Centrals. I got the Blues at number three. And there were a lot of people. I, that was kind of a hot take that I had on the Blues being that low to open the season. A lot of I've seen people that. have I've seen people having the Blues as high as number two. Yeah. So I, I kind of took a bold stance there. And as of yeah. now, I'm eating my words. Blue, yeah. Blues, Blues take my third spot in week one of Battle for the Central. Yeah, so I put Dallas at number three. Um, and, and what what impresses you about Dallas enough to have him at number three? Just uh, the way they're – I think they're playing a little better than people give them credit for, and I just think that, you know, they're 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 going to be a little more hungry than anybody else. And well, They've got a veteran team. They do, and they have a better team. We got Rowdy Love out there. When you've got Sagan out there, you've got Jamie Benn. You've got Holt being net. You've got a, a pretty solid defense. They're def- playing defensive hockey is their MO. It's been their MO for a while. Yep. With, with Haskinen out there. Um, Absolutely. Klingberg's out there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they got the pieces. They just don't impress me, and that's why I got them further yep. back than you do. Let's yep. get to my number two slot, and me and you kind of disagree on this one big time. I got the Colorado Avalanche at number two. I knocked, I've knocked them back one spot after having them their shaky start, but I'm not buying into it too much. If yep. I was an if I if I was an Avalanche fan right now, I wouldn't be panicking at all or be too worried. No. I feel like no. I feel like eventually their talent's going to rise to the top and they'll be just fine. 
But there's one team they totally need to be worrying about when it comes to winning the division, and that is the Minnesota Wild. I already had Minnesota as a toss-up number two team in the division to begin with after their really impressive start, and just they look really, really good. They yeah. take my number one. They take my initial number one spot in battle for the Central in week one. Yep. So I had St. Louis at, at uh, two, and then I agree, Minnesota at one. Both of so them Min- are undefeated. Yeah, they um, are. They're both Minnesota, the top right now. So. And the Preds are about to play Minnesota on Sunday. That's going to be a very, very – that's going to be a measuring stick game right there. I agree 100%. Because if, the, so, because if somehow the Preds go out there and not only do they – not only if they win, but it, let's say they even play them very, very good. I know we're mm-hmm. sick of getting these moral victories and still losing. But let's say they push them to overtime or let's say they go toe-to-toe with them. I mean, you can feel pretty good about that, 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 hey, the Preds are right there at least hanging with good teams like the Wild. Let's see what the Wild have done here. They 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 opened the season. Let's see. They opened the season by beating the Ducks two to one. Then they beat the Kings three to two, and then they just and then they beat the Jets six to five. So all their games are by one goal. They're close, yeah. So and, and I mean, their schedule hasn't necessarily been overly impressive. The three teams they've played against so far, yeah, they haven't really yeah, been tested right. nearly like the Preds have been tested when it comes to their opponents. So who's but, St. Louis beat? Who did they beat? Do you know? I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah, I'm looking to. St. Louis has wins against Colorado five to three. We'll talk about an impressive opening opening game of the season. They beat Arizona seven to four, yeah. and they've got a and they got a win over Vegas three to one. So uh, yeah, St. Louis has got St. Louis has already got two very very impressive wins on their on their resume. There. They're playing the Kings twice and then Colorado and then Chicago. So, yep. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. So, that's our first edition of Battle for the Central. Follow us on Twitter and let us know what your top eight would be. And as we get, roll through this episode 73, we'll share your responses. Just get with us at Catfish Ice on Twitter if you're watching on YouTube right now. Yep. Also, leave a comment in the section there on YouTube. And subscribe. Uh, and definitely subscribe. Give us a subscription. We have had the YouTube channel up for what? About we've had the YouTube channel up for about two weeks now, somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that, probably. Looking to build those subscribers. We appreciate mm-hmm. every subscription we can get. So that's yeah, nice. that's our first edition of that. And uh cool. I, f- I feel pretty good about it. I do. I-, I feel pretty good that the Preds are still gonna hang around in that five to six spot. I don't think you can make any arguments that the Preds are anywhere in that top three, though. Oh no, no, not at all. Like we're not gonna, we're not gonna uh, sit here and uh, and uh, be subjective here and and not realize that the Preds clearly there's a major de- talent gap between the Preds and the top three or four teams in the division. Yeah, I'm just telling to get out of October. With one more win, we'll be good. I think. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I mean, they're, it, they're, it's really that. It really the, the road the 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 immediate road ahead looks very very rough for yeah. the Preds. So we were talking about like that's the uh, San Jose would be one that they could possibly win. San Jose's undefeated. So oh, I didn't realize they were undefeated. I did, I did so not that's... either until I just checked, and I actually thought it was wow. like a typo or something. But they they wow. Have been doing you so. want to talk about a team that early on, very early, of course, you want to talk about a team who's definitely off to a really good start, unexpectedly good start. That would be and 
That's the one game you would hope the Preds can win. Yeah, but mm, I don't know. All right. So we are presented by DraftKings and NFL fans. I know you're hungry after a big win. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. Now customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team. And like I said, DraftKings has you covered. All you got to do is do the $5 bet. You can win $200 in free bets. All you have to do is uh, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook. An official betting partner of the NFL must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And yes, $200 in free bet. Free bets, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. There you go. Right? DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. DraftKings, go do it. If the sports book isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Sports, Fantasy Sports, which is perfect for people who don't want to really get into all the lines, all the yeah. – uh, it's, it's hard for some people. They really don't understand, like, the money line. Be. Money line, the spread, like all that can be tough. So you can just yep. draft your daily fantasy lineup, just like we're doing the fantasy hockey league with Catfish and Ice. And I'm pretty sure I'm snake bitten with um with my fantasy team. I've got so many injuries. Nikita Kucherov was my top overall pick. He's yeah. on short term IR. Mark Stones missed some 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 time this week. I've got Jack Hughes, who was playing great for me, the young kid for the Devils. He's now on IR. I'm just like, I mean, I don't even know what to do at this point. So, so I'm like, you you beat me last week. So I now did. I'm I'm facing I'm facing your housemate. Um, oh, uh, Cowboys from Hell, yeah. Yes. And How's it going for you? I I don't think he's I don't I'm not sure he's playing because he's got Jack Eichel in his lineup and Klingberg is out and uh, Carey Price, uh, but <laughs> but. I check mine every day. He has 81 points, and I only have 111. And I'm like oh, actively no. doing this every day. I think so, you'll still probably beat him though, unless he make unless he makes some serious changges in, in his lineup. Yeah, I think you'll be just fine. But oh well, it is. What I, I guess I guess he's banking on Eichel to come back with somebody. I guess so. That's going to work yeah. out really well for him, though. If I've heard Eichel, I've heard these rumors. Where have we heard rumors that Eichel's going? I heard, I think I saw Anaheim. Anaheim, yeah, yeah. They, somebody they kept somebody out. Uh, healthy scratched them for a couple of games. I can't remember who it was, and they said it's for that reason to try to make a push for Eichel or whatever. Cool. But I'll be interesting. He still has to get back surgery, so I'm uh I'm getting my butt kicked right now this week. But I was also I was also getting my butt kicked by you at, at one point, and I came back and won. But uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Holy Matt Hardest, yeah, Matt Hardesty, uh, Kentucky line trash. He's he's whooping me right now. His projected points are three hundred and forty-two. That is crazy. I must be not doing something right. Yeah. I don't know. I barely know what I'm doing. So whatever. All right, it's still fun. It's a lot of. Let's fun. get into our last segment here of Catfish and Ice, episode seventy-three. It is a lot of fun. It Former Preds. 
Let's let's check in former on our former Preds who we who we sent off to other other destinations. Yeah. And even though they're not Preds anymore, once a Pred, always a Pred. We still care about them. We still we love them. And who better to start with than the player we just saw, Victor Arvidsson? Yes. Uh, and let me tell you about. Oh my gosh, Victor Arvidsson about drove a stake in all of our hearts in that Tuesday yes, game. He, he had that he had that pass set up hook, line, and sinker, and almost got the game-tying goal. Yes, he absolutely did. Um, yeah, they did a video tribute to him. There was a lot of people had Arvidsson jerseys on. I think he got a little emotional. He skated around a little bit. It's so weird seeing him in that jersey, but um, he still looks good. I mean, he still plays well, so he's got um, – He looks re-energized. He does, and he probably is. You know, it's, it's good. Um, three games so far, uh, he's got two points, a goal, and an assist, so – Good for him. I'm glad that he's that he went somewhere uh, decent. <laughs> I guess would be a good way for to sure. put it for sure. Yeah, let's check on Ryan Ellis. He is the jewel of all the people who got moved. So they've played three games so far. He has four points, a goal, and three assists. And Damn. he uh, had an assist last night. I actually watched them. Uh, put a hurting on the Boston Bruins and uh, he looked good. Um, looked like classic Ellis to me. I don't know. Um, but there's he's another one. He's Glad putting up 24 minutes playing. of ice time right now, 24 minutes of ice time. So yep. he's playing a big part on the big role on their team, as you would expect yep. uh, four blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, can you check my echo on your side? Uh, Rich, are you, are you getting an echo? I'm not. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Clear cool. as a bell. Awesome. So then I've got I've got one. Um, our our good friend and my favorite player, Kelly Yernkrock. He has not played in any games because he was on the COVID list, but I think he's coming back this weekend. I think he's been cleared to play. So um, and then we've also got Eric Hollow. Boston Bruins played last night. He he's only an has an assist. That's it. And our friend, our good friend, Craig Smith, who we love so much. He has nothing through two games. They've only played two games, though. So, okay, yeah, they they won one and lost one. So, um, I'm sure he'll he'll uh, he'll uh, get back in in form. But um, yeah, we got it. We got know. any other good Preds here? I mean, I know we kept honestly, we kept a lot of the same players from last season. We actually did. Um, I know people didn't like him, but like Jared Tenorti. I know he's not like a, a master. He was scratched tonight against the with the Rangers. He wasn't was. He? Yeah, he played. He went to Boston last season, and then and then went to the Rangers. So yeah, and he he wound up not playing. I think he's actually hurt. Um, yeah, and of course. I, and of course, he's not playing for a team right now. Thankfully, but we all wish we could check on Pecorino. No, no. I yeah. just I just wonder what he's doing right now. I hope he's relaxing. I hope he's getting family time. I hope he's getting to do things that Pecorino wants to do after putting together such an amazing NHL career. But we, you thought it was weird to see Victor Arvidsson in a Kings jersey. How weird would it have been if we would have had to play a game against Pecorino in that on the other team? I don't think I could have handled it. I don't even know if I would have been able to watch it. No. Yeah. So let's be let's be very very grateful that we didn't have to go down that awkward road. Yeah, Pecorino got a shout out on the TNT. during one of the intermissions, they did a – I don't remember if you saw it or not, but, like, 
the Shaquille O'Neal made a guest spot on the yes. TNT. And that was, that was, a, that was hilarious. Yeah. He had that on goalie pads and he was going up against uh, Gretzky and um, they said, Oh, those are Pecorino's pads. So like, I guess they, he signed them and gave them to somebody, but I also, cool I also wanted to check on Rim Pitlick, but he has not made it into a game yet for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. That's I, I, I'm very interested to see departure. if he ev- – I'm very interested to, to see if he eventually gets a call-up with the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I hope he does. Which, you know, Rim Pitlick played for the University of Minnesota too, so mm-hmm. that's kind of an interesting tie-in there. Right. Yeah. That's, but that's uh, let's see. Has he gotten any AHL action with Minnesota yet this year? Let's see. Nope. No. So you got, you got to wonder uh, when he'll resurface. Yeah, I was sad to see him go. I think we talked about it, but on the other hand, hopefully he'll go somewhere where he gets more opportunity to play. So I liked him. Or I still do like him, but I can't think of anybody else. Is there anybody else you can think of? Um, I mean, we could go back to Nick Benino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's he? I think he plays for the Sharks. This year, did he end? Oh, we're so we're getting ready to see him. Maybe I don't remember if he we're getting ready to see. Uh, let's let's check let's check on Nick Benino here. Let's let's check on him. Checking out our our uh, former Preds over the last couple seasons. Like yes, he played he plays for Santa Fe. He's gotten into two games. Hasn't registered a point. He's got uh five shots mm-hmm. on goal. He's playing nineteen minutes of ice time, so he's gotten in plenty of action. Oh, wow. Um, he's he still getting in their face-off circle. He's won 50% of the face-offs. So he is still getting out there. He's still yeah. he's still a factor on that team. So good for him. I, I liked Benino when he was here. Oh, I did I a did. lot. Yeah, I liked him too. I liked it, him. it was tough to lose him, even though we did get Luke Cunning out of the deal. So it worked out well. Um, I did I did really like Benino. Yeah. All right, so uh, we, we just checked on some former Preds. We, of course, we hope them any uh, t- a ton of <laughs> success as long as they're not going up against uh, the Preds. And yeah. like we said, we're just getting, we're about, well, I guess we're about to see Nick Benino. So we'll see how that goes uh, later this yeah. weekend. So the Preds got a back, their first back to back of the season and their first road trip coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. Saturday against Winnipeg, Sunday against Minnesota. It's I tough. mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be totally realistic here. All I want is for them to split. That would be awesome. I'll take, I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a split and I'll run with it. If they can come too. out of the weekend, they can come out of the weekend two and four and, Get to get ready for San Jose, who mm-hmm. I, I I think San Jose is a little bit of a fraud. I think they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. Right. I'll feel pretty good if they're two and four coming into other next home game in San Jose next week, which we will be able to talk about in the next yep. episode. And we got Kyle Perkins coming back as well for another edition of Perks Picks. Stay tuned for that. We appreciate everyone listening to episode yeah, 73 much. of Catfish and Ice. Everyone stay safe and take care. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.